Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today you're going to discover a key of B-flat major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of B-flat major harmonically. And you are going to play block chords, traditional shells, contemporary shells, two-handed voicings using common harmonic motion, plus various fundamental rhythmic comping patterns. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of B-flat major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. If you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, if you are a new or first-time listener to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, I want to, as I always do, personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you, ready for you to use to help you become an accomplished jazz pianist. For example, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets. These are the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs that I develop, I produce and develop for every podcast episode each and every week. These are invaluable educational tools that you want at your fingertips as you listen to this podcast episode. And of course, you want sitting on your piano as you practice. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks. There are interactive media for, for you to use, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys, the jazz piano skill that is being taught. There are play-along files, for you to utilize when practicing, and much more. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have a reserved seat each and every week to the online masterclass, which is in essence a one-hour lesson with me each and every week. You also have access to the online interactive fake book, right, which is all, houses jazz standards from the Great American Songbook, the chord changes, lead sheets, harmonic function, uh, play-along files, historical insights, uh, inspirational links. And there's also a download link for, um, for Bandbox users. There's a Bandbox file that you can download and use uh, when practicing as well. And you also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the Jazz Piano, the private Jazz Piano community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and, of course, just general Jazz Piano forums as well. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities that await you 
and how to easily activate your membership. There are several membership plans to choose from. I have no doubt that there is one there that's going to be perfect for you. So welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. If you have any other questions or need assistance in any way, please let me know. I'm always happy to spend time with you and help in any way that I can. All right. Well, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of B-flat major harmonic workout. Okay. The key of C major is over. The key of F major is over. So no going back. No going back to check on how well you remember your voicings in the key of C major or in the key of F major. They're over. And I'll let you in on a little secret. If you are serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, then your goal should be to experience as much data as possible. In other words, you have to have a plan in place that allows you to, as I like to say, cycle through the jazz piano data. Another way of saying it is you cannot allow grass to grow under your feet. I I have a student who came into his lesson one day and he announced that he had a plan and that he was going to implement this plan effective immediately. Now, needless to say, I was impressed. In fact, I'm always impressed when a student has given enough thought to their musical growth to have developed a plan, even if the plan's a bad one. And in this case, it was a bad one. My student came in, and he announced that he was going to remain in the key of C major for as long as it takes to master the key of C major. And then, and only then, would he move on to the next key and begin the process of mastering that key. And again, doing it for as long as it takes before moving on to the next key. Now, I said to him, Bob, (laughs) his name is Bob too, right? So I said, Bob, I have some very, very bad news for you. You, my friend, are going to be in the key of C major for the rest of your life. (laughs) Now, of course, his jaw dropped and the look of despair rushed over his face. He looked at me, sadly, he looked at me with a sad look and said, really? Why? I thought this was a good and diligent plan. And I told him, I said, Bob, look, I love that you have a plan, but, but, by electing to stay in one key until you believe that you have mastered it is actually going to stifle your musical growth instead of fueling progress 
it's going to cause some serious musical stagnation. Bob said, why is that? And I said, well, because the skills of music, the skills of jazz, do not enjoy musical autonomy. They do not exist in a vacuum proclaiming independence. And in fact, it's just the opposite. All of the jazz skills need each other. Let me say that again. All of the jazz skills need each other. For example, to get better playing major scales, you need to practice all 12 major scales. To get better at playing minor arpeggios, you need to practice all 12 minor arpeggios. And if you want to get better at voicings, voicing chords within the context of a major key, then you need to what? You need to practice voicing chords in all 12 major keys. So you see, this is precisely why I mentioned just moments ago, the key of C major is over. The key of F major is over. Today, we do not let grass grow under our feet. We move on to the key of B-flat major. We move on to our key of B-flat major harmonic workout, regardless of how well you think you have these harmonic skills under your fingers in the key of C and the key of F. Regardless of how well you think you have mastered the key of C or the key of F, right? It's just totally irrelevant because we're moving on. So today we tackle a new key, the key of B flat major. But as we did last month with the key of F major, we will be changing our groove, our tempo, plus ratcheting up our rhythmic challenge to include eighth notes. Now, once again, why are we adding a rhythmic dimension to our harmonic workouts? Well, because we want to continually improve our ability to successfully track time when playing, and we want to improve our comping skills, our ability to accompany others and ourselves when playing. And in doing so, and in focusing on the key of B-flat major harmonically, guess what? Our key of C is going to get better, and our key of F is going to get better. It's like magic. They're going to get better, even though we're focusing now on the key of B-flat major. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of B-flat major harmonic workout for the month of March. Number two, we are going to play essential harmonic shapes that you need to discover, learn, and play. We're going to play block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed voicings. Number three, we are going to utilize a standard swing groove with a tempo of 100. Number four, we are going to explore 12 
simple comping rhythms using whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and eighth notes. Only. <laughs> right? Whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and eighth notes only. In total, I'm going to introduce to you 12 new rhythmic comping patterns that you can and should use to help you gain a harmonic mastery of the key of B-flat major. And number five, we are going to apply our rhythmic comping patterns to the classic 2-5-1 progression. Now, if you are a jazz piano skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now. Hit the pause button. Take a few minutes right now to download and print the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs. You have access to these podcast packets through your membership that uh, allows you to print the download and print these packets to have at your fingertips, as I mentioned earlier. And as I mentioned every week, you should absolutely be using these podcast packets when listening to this episode and, of course, when practicing. So if you're listening to this podcast uh, episode on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, on and on and on and on, then be sure to go directly to the Jazz Piano Skills Podcast website, jazzpianoskillspodcast.com, to download your podcast packets. You will find the download links, the active download links, within the show notes. Okay, one final but extremely important note that I mention every single week. If you are thinking that the key of B-flat harmonic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you are thinking that these skills are in some way, or if you are thinking that they are all the way over your head, I would say to you, okay, breathe in, breathe out, relax, no big deal. Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. Every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced, but this is how we get better, by placing ourselves in the middle of conversations where we are forced to grow intellectually. In fact, I say it all the time, that your conceptual understanding is what drives your physical development. All musical growth begins upstairs mentally before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and to learn the play will come in time. It always does. Okay, the first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheets packet. It's labeled Exercise 17, so grab that page. The title of the page is Comping Rhythms. You will notice there are 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. You will also notice that these rhythmic patterns, as I mentioned a little while ago, use only whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and now eighth notes. And again, the rhythmic patterns will become even much more involved as the year progresses, I promise you. However, with that being said, 
If you cannot play these rhythms, you will find the patterns we tackle in future harmonic workouts to be very difficult. So be sure to legitimately devote study and practice time to these rhythmic patterns. You will also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is to be played with the 2-5-1 progression, which is exactly what we are going to do today. Now, that does not mean that you should bypass practicing each of the four voicing types, right? Our blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, two-handed voicings. You should not avoid practicing these voicing types as outlined in exercises 1 through 16, because that should be where you begin. That actually should be the very first thing that you do. Practice playing them without rhythms, as I modeled for you in January with our inaugural Key of C major harmonic workout. If you need to, go back and listen to that for a little refresher. Now, you will also notice that at the bottom of that page of exercise or skill 17, I have a voicing order for each exercise as I'm going to play it today. Okay. So I'm going to play through each of these rhythmic patterns that you see laid out here using block voicings first, starting with my C minor in first inversion, going to my F7 and third inversion, my B flat major in first inversion. I'm going to play through that twice. Then I'll play the traditional shells. Label there is number two and three. You'll see the order of the traditional shells one time through for each one. Then the contemporary shells and then the two-handed voicing. So I will be following that outline that you see notated there for each and every rhythmic exercise A through L. Be sure to use the play-alongs that are included in your podcast packets when practicing, right? Obviously, I do not have enough time to play through all 16 exercises today, so I'm going to focus on skill 17, the 12 rhythmic patterns. So I'm going to trust that you do not get the card ahead of the horse, as I mentioned earlier. Practice exercises 1 through 16 to make sure you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the chords found in the key of B-flat major, right? B-flat major 7, C minor 7, D minor 7, E-flat major 7, F dominant 7, G minor 7, and A half diminished. Then turn your attention to developing your comping skills using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of B-flat major. C minor 7 to F7 to B-flat major 7. So let's take a look at rhythm A, letter A. We have some eighth notes right away. You see eighth notes in measure two. You, we have some a pair of eighth notes in measure four. So I want to play it first without any ensemble uh, backing so you can hear it. So check this out. We're going to have a little uh, metronome, a little click track here for one measure, and then I'm going to play the rhythm as written two times through. All right, so here we go. Check it out.
Okay? So now let's bring the ensemble in. Let's place this rhythmic comping pattern in into a musical context, musical setting, and see what we think. All right? Here we go. So again, right, first time through, or the first two times through, I play these, I'm going to be playing these rhythmic patterns using my, my block shapes. Then I play the traditional shells, followed by the contemporary shells, followed by the two-handed voicings. And that's going to be the format for the remainder of the day, for the remainder of the all the exercises. So let's take a look at rhythm B, exercise B. You'll see we have eighth notes, measure one, a pair of eighth notes, pair of eighth notes in measure two, pair of eighth notes in measure three. So again, let me play it with my click track. Let's listen to it first before we bring in the ensemble. Nice. Now, this is a great way to practice, right? I would encourage you to use your metronome or if you have some kind of way to create a click track, uh, I would encourage you to do so before you use play along tracks to, um, to attempt these rhythms. So now that we've done that, let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to letter B placed into a musical context, into a musical setting. Here we go. Let's check it out.
All right, let's move on. Letter C. Again, pair of eighth notes in measure one, pair of eighth notes in measure two, pair of eighth notes in measure three. But check out where these eighth notes fall. They're not always going to be falling in the same place, right? Different counts in the measure. So read it carefully. So again, let's use our click track. Let's listen to it first. Here we go. count, right? No guessing. No guessing at all. So, all right, let's bring the ensemble in. Let's uh, drop letter C into a musical context and see what we think. Here we go. Pretty nice. Now, letter D. Take a look at letter D. We have our pair of eighth notes in measure one, eighth notes in measure two, measure three, and now measure four. And again, pay attention to where those eighth notes, those groupings are falling, right? So uh, again, let's play, play this pattern first with the click track and uh, see what we think, get acclimated to it, and then we'll bring the ensemble in. But first, the click track. Here we go. Not bad, right? Not bad. It's a great pattern. So now let's drop it into a musical context, letter D, and uh, see what we think. Here we go. Check it out.
want to say before moving on to letter E, I'm playing all of these today at a tempo of 100 with when I bring the ensemble in, but and I'm playing at 100 with the click track, right? But as I have stressed before, time and time again, start at slower tempos, right? Especially if you're new to doing this kind of rhythmic, these kind of comping patterns. If you're new to this, I would start at a much slower tempo, 60, 70, 80, right? Play at a tempo that allows you to be accurate with your rhythms, counting and tracking time. So again, this is not a speed contest. This is something that you do not want to rush through. You want to get it right is the priority, okay? All right, so with that being said, let's look at letter E. Right away, you can just look visually that the rhythms now are getting a little bit more involved, a little more complicated, right? We have a, we have a couple pair of eighth notes in measure one. We have a pair of eighth notes in measure two. We have a couple pair of eighth notes in measure three, and we have eighth notes again in measure four. So quite a bit of much more movement happening in letter E. So let's let's listen to this first with the click track. Here we go. Much more involved. So now let's bring our ensemble in again and let's listen to all our voicings, our blocks, our traditional and contemporary shells, and our two-handed voicings. Let's listen to letter E in a musical context and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. As you can see, it's not going to get much easier, right? As we move on to F, G, and H, and so forth. In F, we have eighth notes again, pair of eighth notes, and a couple pair of eighth notes in, in measure one. We have a little bit of a break in measure two. Then measure three, we have a pair of eighth notes, and again, measure four, pair of eighth notes. So as we've been doing, let's listen to this rhythmic comping pattern 
with our click track first. Here we go. And by the way, I would, again, practice with a click track or metronome several times to make sure that I am accurate with my rhythmic playing before dropping it into a musical context uh, with some backing track or with one of the play-alongs that are included in your podcast packets. So now let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's place letter F into a musical context and have a little fun. Here we go. halfway through, <laughs> right? It's quite a little workout, right? I told you. So now letter G and just, again, just visually look at this, right? We got, we have a lot going on. We have, we have eight, a couple pair of eighth notes in measure one. We have a pair of eighth notes in measure two, a couple pair of eighth notes in measure three, and, and a couple more pair of eighth, eighth notes in measure four. So it's relentless. So you have to count carefully. So again, let's put this these rhythm ideas underneath a microscope, so to speak, with our click track before we before we drop it into a musical context. So here we go. Check this out. Nice, nice comping patterns. So now let's bring the ensemble in and see what we think. Check it out.
told you, a lot going on, right? Have to count carefully. No guessing. Count carefully. So now let's go on to letter H. We have, as you can see, a measure one dotted half note followed by a quarter note. We have a couple pair of eighth notes in measure two with our five chord. And then our one chord, a couple pair of eighth notes in measure three. And again, uh, I'm sorry, a pair of eighth notes in measure three and a pair of eighth notes in measure four. So let's listen to it first with the click track. Here we go. I love it. Let's bring the ensemble in and listen to letter H placed into a musical setting. Here we go. Check it out. To letter I. More and more eighth notes. A couple pair of eighth notes in measure one on our two chord, followed by a pair of eighth notes in measure five. Another pair of eighth notes you can see there in measure three, wrapping it up in measure four with a couple pair of eighth notes. Again, right, not hard if you're counting, very difficult if you're guessing. So listen to this rhythmic comping pattern first, again with our click track. Here we go. Nice. You know, you're going to find out too as you practice these and begin exploring each of these rhythmic ideas that some of the rhythmic patterns will be easier to play with different voicings, right? Not all the voicings are equal when it comes to playing rhythmic patterns. Some shapes underneath the hands and underneath the fingers are easier to play when applied to different rhythmic ideas and patterns than other voicings. 
So you'll experience that and when you're practicing these, and that's okay, um, right? You have to learn what types of voicings work for you that are comfortable for you with these various rhythmic ideas. Again, not all voicings are going to be equal when it comes to playing these rhythmic patterns, these rhythmic ideas. Musically, they are, right? They produce the minor to the dominant to the major sound. But you'll find that some of these rhythmic ideas are much easier to play with, say, like the two-handed shapes versus the traditional shells or the block shapes. So just keep that in mind. So, okay, let's drop letter I into a musical context. Let's bring our ensemble in. Check it out. Here we go. to letter J. Pair of eighth notes in measure one on our two chord, another pair of eighth notes on measure in measure two with our five chord, and then guess check out measure three. Nice dotted half note followed by a quarter note, couple quarter notes in measure four, wrapping it up with a pair of eighth notes. So not too bad, right? Letter J, not too bad. So let's listen to it first with our click track. Not bad at all, right? So now let's bring our ensemble in, drop letter J into a musical setting, musical context, and let's see what we think. Here we go. Check it out.
right, enough of this easy stuff with letter J. <laughs> let's go, let's let's ratchet it back up a little bit, right? Let's take a look at letter K. A couple pair of eighth notes on counts two and four in measure one, right? Well, measure measure two with the five chord, a little bit of a break, right? Dotted half note, quarter note. Look at what happens in measure three. Couple pair of eighth notes. Followed by a couple more pair, a couple more eighth note pairs in measure four, right? So yeah, this is more like it. This is this is a little bit more involved. So let's listen to it with the click track. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. <laughs> so now let's drop letter K into a, a musical context, musical setting, and see what we think. Here we go. had enough rhythm yet? Never have enough rhythm. Never, ever. But this is our last rhythmic pattern for today, right? So letter L. And it's a good one. We have three pair of eighth notes in measure one on our two chord to deal with. But that's followed up by a nice whole note with uh, measure two on our five chord couple pair of eighth notes in measure three on the one chord, and then a pair of eighth notes in measure four. So let's listen to this first with the click track. Here we go. Love it. Great way to wrap up the day. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop letter L into our musical context, our musical setting, and let's enjoy this. Let's have a little fun. Here we go.
we've done it again, as always. We have unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short and very fast hour. Do not, and I want to stress this again, do not underestimate the importance of being able to play rhythmic comping patterns in time using correct jazz voicings, right? Be honest with yourself. If you are unable to play fundamental comping patterns using whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and now eighth notes, then you have no business trying to tackle more challenging rhythms that include dotted eighth notes, dotted quarter notes, 16th notes, various syncopated patterns. In fact, the rhythmic patterns we use today while playing our four voicing types allow you to develop your ability to track and feel time. And so often when students struggle with playing jazz, it is because of their inability to successfully track time. In other words, being able to always know where count one is, to know where count two is, count three, count four, and not guess, right? The reality is you have a greater chance. I mentioned this last last month with the key of F major harmonic workout. You have a greater chance of winning the lottery, being struck by lightning, or leaping tall buildings in a single bound than you do at correctly guessing time when trying to play jazz. That is the simple truth. Let that sink in and embrace the importance of simple, <laughs> even though they're not that simple, simple rhythmic patterns, right? Using whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, and eighth notes, right? That we did today with our key of B-flat major harmonic workout. So you know what's coming next week. Next week, we jump into the key of B-flat major melodic workout. And of course, I'm, I will be introducing some new rhythmic twist for that workout as well. So as I'm stressing every month within these harmonic and melodic workouts, hang in there with me this year and you're going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love where you are musically a year from now. You, you will feel the difference, and most importantly, you will hear the difference in your playing. Once again, I want to encourage all Jazz Piano Skills members to use the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs to guide you as you study and practice your rhythmic, your harmonic, B-flat major harmonic workout. These are educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the jazz piano skill conceptually, physically, and musically. Most importantly, and again, I stress this every every week as well, be patient. Developing mature, professional jazz piano skills takes time. Begin structuring your practicing using the demonstrations, how I modeled um, today these exercises, how I modeled them for you in this podcast episode. Begin structuring your practicing accordingly, and you will begin to see, you will begin to feel, and hear your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson 
exploring the key of B-flat major harmonic workout to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass. That is 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring a key of B-flat major harmonic workout in greater detail, and, of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast lesson, but for all of the podcast lessons that are available at Jazz Panel Skills. Also, make sure you tap into the Jazz Panel Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. Make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. The forum's got a whole new makeover this last week. Check them out. They're awesome. Get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new jazz piano friends. Always a fantastic thing to do. You can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050, my extension here at the Dallas School of Music, 211. By email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or by SpeakPipe, handy, nifty little widget found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of B-flat major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.